Music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, it's Kelly, and joining us on the show this week is alt-pop band Crowns talking about their new EP called Fake It. We're joined as well by New Brunswick-based alternative rock band FM Berlin, who have a lot of tour dates on the way in support of their latest release. And of course, some new music for you from Seagrid, Marshmallow, and Carolina East. But first, let's chat with the lead singer of Crowns, Kyle McKerney. Kyle, welcome back to The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, Kelly. How's so it going? I'm great. I'm super happy to have you uh, you back on the program. You and I always get along, so this is good. And uh, but for people who don't know you, I just want to start a little bit with, I guess, a personal history of yourself. How did you get into music? Started started very young. My father is a musician, and grandfather was a musician, and I started playing on stage with them in the bars when I was a kid. So it's kind of how it all began. And was it uh, started in Calgary? Is that that where it all began? No, we're actually from Fort St. John, B.C., so okay. northern B.C., little oil town up there. Okay, cool. So then how did you end up in Calgary? Kind of made my way around the U.S. and Canada. I moved. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee for a while. I lived in Kentucky. I lived in Vancouver for a number of years and Edmonton and just kind of ended up in Calgary doing doing some gigs and doing some session work for other people. And stayed here. I don't know why. I don't know what kept me here. That's okay. That's good. It's funny because I had no idea yet you'd done like all the tour of like all the places, especially because like Nashville, a lot of people would have stayed there, I guess. Like, so is it just not for you or it wasn't for you at the time? It wasn't for me because I wasn't doing much there. I was, I was trying to, but I was trying to do rock music and there wasn't a lot of it when I was there, to be honest. It was, uh, you know, it's a country town, so I wasn't finding a lot of inspiration or a lot of people to play with, and I missed Canada. <laughs> okay, that well, that's that's fair enough. Uh, so, yeah. talk to us then about the band now. Like, how did Crowns come together? Because I know that there's there's been a bit of a winding road. We just started writing with we wrote with a new producer, um, and he he started kind of pulling these ideas out by means of telling me to go home and and write out stories about my life, just like tell truths about different parts of growing up and what I was experiencing and what it was like for me. Because you don't think about it when it's you, but, you know, my teen years were, were kind of crazy and and he thought it was interesting. So So I started writing about it and we literally started pulling songs from these stories and you know that's what that's what the whole EP is pulled from essentially yeah the entire thing's about you know my life and my stories and it was just a lot different um than than things we had done before and a different approach and a different different collective sound you know we had to to, to make some changes and adjustments and and become this new body of work, you know? And where did you guys decide upon the name Crowns? It's a lyric in the song Phony. So there's a there's a line that says, there's a phony, 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 um, just fakers wearing crowns. And it was actually uh, my wife, Sarah, she was like, Crowns, that'd be great. That's a great name. And, 
and everyone loved it. So we, we stuck with that. We had to spell it with a K though. Cause there's, you know, there's already a band or an artist called crowns with a C. So I like the K I'm all about the K. I, I, anything with a K yeah. works for me. So Kyle, that's, Kelly, that's right? it. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> that's totally matters. So I, I'm down with the K. So talk to us now about the, uh, well, actually before I, we talk a little bit about the EP, I kind of want to get a sense for the audience, for the listeners, like who you listen to musically growing up and, and do they still play a part in influencing you today musically? Yeah, they, they definitely do. I was actually thinking about this a lot. Um, just over the last little bit, we've been talking about it because I've been getting comments from friends and other bands that have been coming to our shows now that we're starting to get out and play. And they're like, they're saying that, man, this reminds me of like, it's, it's, it's kind of Cobain-esque in a way. And so I, I was a huge Nirvana guy when I was young, um, heavily influenced by the Nevermind album. And, you know, Metallica, it's funny, like when you're from a Northern small town, there's Nirvana and Metallica, and they still listen to that stuff there. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, lots of Metallica. I, I started learning, you know, every every guitar solo on on those records and all the words, and I was obsessed with them. And kind of Ozzy Osbourne, uh, that that rock influence, and then and then it was I was like a, a Beatles guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I listened to so much Beatles and, and learned so many of their records all the way through, like front to back. I was I was pretty heavily into those guys when I was when I was really young. And then, you know, it was like Offspring, Smash, Green Day, Dookie, um, all those kind of. I guess that was like grunge. Uh, well, it was, it was almost post grunge, wasn't it? But then I got into the to the grunge era a lot. I, I loved that. And then everything kind of, you know, steered me to alternative. I, I listen to a lot of, you know, all now I just discovered this band called Moses and I'm, I'm loving them a lot. They're, they're really cool. And, um, uh, what else can I say? I, th- I think that's pretty much it. That's Kelly, from like, okay. From back in the day. Do you have like, uh, a little soft spot for any like pop act or anything like like a dirty secret where you're like i like Katy perry or something you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i you know it's not even a secret like i like i like pop music too um just depends on what it is like i i couldn't i didn't connect with it the same way most of the time mm-hmm. but 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 there is some stuff that that i like a lot what was that song i was just listening to um it's this new song that I just found on New Music Friday on Spotify. It's called The Bones. Okay. Really cool tune. I can't remember who did it, but every once in a while I hear a pop track that I'm just like, damn, that's cool. And I, I like Lady Gaga. Okay, just cool. as a person. Like, I watched her doc on Netflix and stuff, and she's cool. And I like some of her music as well. Yeah, she is cool. And she's actually um, everything that you think she would be, she is. When I interviewed her like several years ago, uh, she really yeah. is like left of center. She really is like that creative. She really is all of that. And like just and like just super sweet, too. So, yeah. So I think she's I think she's genuine. I think that's why a lot of people um, gravitate nice. towards her and, and have, you know, she has her little monsters, which is cool. Uh, are you guys going to yeah. have like a like a fan name for your your fans? You got to make it for us, maybe because okay. we, you know, we haven't we haven't gotten anything yet. Like we haven't, you know, in previous bands, it was usually the fans would be like, "Hey, we'll be called this, we'll be called this," but we haven't 
got that far yet. The EP's so new, it's only been out for a month, right? So, yeah. So we're still, um, the name is still pending. Okay, I'm going to work on this. You got this. any ideas or what? Yeah, well, I'm going to think about it because I love making, I love giving people nicknames and I love coming up with names for like sports teams. Like I always feel like people should hire me to like name, name sports teams. So <laughs> I'm going to come up with something, especially because like crowns with a K, like there's, there's potential there. So I'm all over that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yeah, we could use help for okay, sure. Awesome. That's a hard one. Joining us on the Kelly Alexander Show is Kyle McCurney, lead singer of the band Crowns. Make sure you follow them on their website, crownsmusic.com and once you're there, you can grab all of their uh, social media handles. So talk to us about the EP, Fake It. What do you want? Like, is it is it a collection of songs? Like, it, it sounds like it, it, there's a bit of a theme going on from what you said before. So what do you want fans to take away from it? Yeah, there's definitely a theme. I just want people to hear, hear the lyrics, kind of hear what we're about as a band. We're all about kind of giving a voice to to the oppressed youth and fighting for equality and just trying to make, you know, trying to make an impact in the way that we can, um, making, making the underdog feel like they belong and they have a place, um, you know, trying to fight against oppression and suppression. So talk to us now a little bit about the first single, uh, which is Triumphant. Was that a, an easy choice to make, to make that the first single, or was it challenging? Because I imagine all the songs have a special place in your heart. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we actually put out, we put out High While the World Ends first. And we thought that was a cool song to put out first because because it really kind of spoke to to our message. It's kind of about it's a metaphor, obviously. It's like watching the world fall in front of you and there's nothing you can do about it because, you know, we don't have much control. We don't have much say unless we unify. And that's kind of, that's what Crowns is about. Do you have set goals that you want to accomplish this year? Yeah, I think we want to, you know, it's always hard in this industry because it's so much hearsay and so much depends on you know if people like this stuff and it, how the industry responds to it etc what we want to accomplish is we're doing we're doing some touring coming up um, we're, we're doing western canada the end of march we're doing coming out east in at the end of april and we want to we want to have toured all of canada we want to have had you know, a successful single and we want to have kind of started to cross over to the States by the end of the year. That's awesome. I think it's great that you guys have set plans because then I think it makes you as a band and as individuals like push to make sure it gets accomplished. So I think that's that's really good. And I would ask you too, like um, knowing that you've already been, you know, in a band and you've, you've crossed the country and all that sort of stuff, what's the best part and most challenging part about being a band in Canada? The drives for sure. Yeah, they're um, long. <laughs> Oh, very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we enjoy it. That's not that bad. It's the population is definitely a factor because when you go to Germany or you go to the states or you go to the UK, there's such a dense population that you can just hop over here, and you know you'll have a hundred, two hundred people at your show, whereas here you'll have ten to twenty, thirty, fifty. It, it takes a long time to build up to that two hundred because strictly because of the, the population it's it's relative um as to where you are 
right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that's tough about touring in Canada. Um, another thing is that, you know, I guess that kind of lends to the population conversation, but there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of cities and there's a lot of land. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's part of it too, but getting out in Ontario is wicked. We love touring out there because, you know, it's a lot more dense. There's a lot more people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more places you can play when you hit, you know, Waterloo and Hamilton and Toronto and you can hit Guelph and you can jump over to Ottawa and Montreal. And, you know, we love it. We love it out there for sure. It's, it's kind of the middle that's harder. Oh yeah, for sure. A thousand percent. Especially I think that drive from Winnipeg to get into Ontario, like that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's tough for sure. And then coming all the way from Winnipeg over to you know, when you get to Alberta, there's some stuff over here, but then to get to BC, like Southern BC, where there's, you know, more of a dense population, uh, that's a haul as well. You know, you're up through the mountains and the drives are, they can be treacherous. We've had lots of very scary situations many times. Yeah. I don't think people realize just like when you're a touring band and you're not, you know, Aerosmith or whatever, um, that like you don't get the lap of luxury and, and it's, and it's a haul and it's a, and it's grind. And I remember just speaking to uh classified, like rapper classified not that long ago. And, and he was out on tour and of course, you know, he of course loves it too. And he loves going to the different towns, but yeah, it's like, it's a haul and, and it's, you, you know, it's a grind and you have to sort of make sure you stay on your schedule and all that kind of stuff. So I totally understand that. And um, I did want to ask you too, when it comes to hearing from your fans, like, do you enjoy, well, I, I'm assuming, of course, you're a band, you would love to hear from your fans, but uh, what does it mean to you when you get a message from, like, a fan that says, you know, this song has, like, made my day, or it's changed the way I think about things, and, and all that kind of stuff? That is amazing every time. It it floors you. It just It's just like, oh, yeah, that's that's a big part of why I do this. Every time that happens, and it's it's so rad. We appreciate that. We love we love that. We you know, you start to like, you start to really check your inbox and be like, man, I wonder if anyone like, you know, I wonder if it hit anybody today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And when it comes to social yeah. media, do you like have a favorite platform? And and what's the best way for your fans to reach out to you guys? We like we like Instagram, but they can they can reach us anywhere. Uh, which you know we're always on there. You have to be nowadays, and we enjoy it. We Instagram is probably my favorite personally, though. I just like I like how simple it is, and I like Instagram stories, and you know I'm just completely addicted to it. So that's definitely my favorite. And before I let you go, uh, you know, we have people that are listening from around the world right now to uh, to the show, and so for people who haven't heard of Crowns before. What do you want them to know about your band? I want them to know that Crowns is awesome and they should check us out for one thing. Uh, we have a message. We were about something and we would, you know, love, love to get in your lives and be part of your world. Perfect. I love that. Kyle, thank you so much for this. I totally appreciate that. I always love speaking to you. And, uh, you know, next time you're in Montreal, I can't wait to hook up and say hello. Yeah, for sure. You know, you're awesome, Kelly. We appreciate the time. And if we get out that far, we'll definitely we'll definitely hit you up. Perfect. I can't wait. In April, I mean, when we come out in April. That's great. We'll go for a Putin. Yeah, dope. Uh, Okay, good. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, That is Kyle, again, lead singer of the band Crowns. Make sure you follow them. Jump onto their website, crownsmusic.com. And when you're there, you can grab all of their social media. 
The Kelly Alexander Show, bringing you fresh sounds like this. That isn't gonna fix it anyway, no. Time now for a look at some new music this week. Up first, 22-year-old Norwegian pop singer Sigrid is making some noise with her debut album called Sucker Punch. It contains songs that have already performed well, including Strangers, which reached number 10 on the UK singles chart, and now her latest single called Don't Feel Like Crying. Sigrid, by the way, will be heading out on tour with George Ezra and will headline her own big shows this November, performing at London's Eventum Apollo and Three Arena in Dublin, Ireland. Every single time I find it harder to breathe Cause I need you here with me every day You're saying the words that I want you to say DJ and producer Marshmello has recruited Scottish indie rockers Churches for his latest single called Here With Me, and it is extremely catchy as you can tell. The song marries acoustic guitars with EDM beats, and singer Lauren Mayberry totally nails the vocals. Marshmello, by the way, had a very busy 2018, and it seems 2019 will be the same way as he's already dropped three singles, this one, another track called Biba, and also Sellout featuring Sudden Death. Carolina East is an artist from Labrador who eventually moved to South River, Newfoundland, a small town near St. John's. Carolina has roots in classic rock, R&B, and country, and when I heard this single, it immediately caught my attention. This song's super catchy and is now on my workout playlist. Carolina, by the way, is nominated for an East Coast Music Award and will be at the ceremony in May in Halifax. She'll also be heading out on an East Coast tour in May and hopefully will be adding more tour dates across the country because she is awesome. New music on The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, it's Kelly, and don't forget that you can subscribe to our show on major podcast platforms like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Google Play. We're looking forward to chatting with our next guest. Corey Hache is the lead singer of the New Brunswick-based alternative rock band FM Berlin. Corey, thank you for joining us on The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. So talk to us first. I have to start immediately because I'm very impressed by the name of this band, FM Berlin. How did that, how did that come about? Because that's awesome. Well, we were looking for a band name. We were called 60 LPs before this. Okay. <laughs> so people thought we were like a 60s do-up band. So <laughs> I started looking for another name. This was like years ago. And uh, I remember Glenn, our bass player, was telling me about his father when his father was in school a long time ago in like 1960. He was like, he went to... Uh, East Berlin before the wall was put up. There was like checkpoints back then. Yeah. And uh, it was basically occupied by the Russians at that point. And they were saying that it was like this beautiful communist utopia and it was an awesome place. And so he went there, but he didn't know at the well, he knew at the time, but he smuggled in a, a camera and that, which was prohibited at the time because they were saying that it was this great place, but the buildings were all still bombed out and it wasn't really fixed up or anything. And he took pictures of all the bombed out buildings and then brought it back. But he didn't know at the time, like, how, I guess, the extent of the punishment if he would have been caught. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> they were pretty aggressive. Oh, I, I'm imagining. He would have probably been stuck there. Wow. And so was it hard, like, was it easy for the band to, uh, the rest of the guys to jump on the name? Like, was it cool? Yeah, because it's FM Berlin is a free man in Berlin, basically. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Now, tell yeah. tell us how you guys actually came together as a band. Uh, Glenn and I were in a band previous called Sproul, and we had played uh, for 
think four years. And then we disbanded and then we started looking for new members and we found Matt at a local music store and I just went up to him and said, Hey, you look like you can play guitar. And he's like, I can. I was like, do you want to try out for a band? And that was, that was all that was. That was, I think seven years ago. Wow. That's awesome. Ever since. Yeah. And then we had a drummer, Charlene and we had, she played in the band for a few years, but then she wanted to go back to school. And, uh, luckily a year ago we found Nick and he's been with us for the last year. Okay, that's he's, awesome. He's going to be playing on the, on the new songs. So when it comes to, I'm always fascinated where people come from. So you guys are from, or, or at least based in, in New Brunswick. Is everybody from there too? Three of us are. Okay. Uh, well, Glenn was originally from uh, Picto. Oh, okay. Nova Scotia. And yeah. do you find that... But yeah, we're all from New Brunswick. Do you find that being from New Brunswick plays a part in who you guys are and how you sound? Yes. I always tell people, I was like, the bands in New Brunswick all kind of, they're not that homogenous. They all have their own sound. Mm-hmm. Like if you line up 10 bands from New Brunswick, none of them sound alike. So you have to kind of, I don't know why that is, but uh, <laughs> it's very eclectic in that way. Mm-hmm. So you end up uh, playing on bills where it's like us and then a band that doesn't sound like us at all. Like it's very hard to make a bill where everyone kind of fits the same role or has the same sound, which is really cool. And the crowds are accepting of it. And uh, <clears throat> But yeah, we kind of, it's kind of like a colder climate out here. It's always snowing. Like right now we're basically buried in snow but the songs we write for some reason have like a summery feel to them (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i don't know if you noticed that but they have this kind of like playful springtime or summer feel to them i don't know why that is every time we write one we go away from that but we always end up going it always feels best when we go back to that and it's really strange because we write them basically in the dead of winter it must be some sort of like subconscious thing where your body's like screaming for warmth so it's like this is how we're gonna get out <laughs> it's like I'm not getting enough sun, so I have to like get in another way. That's cool. Auditory now, sunshine. Exactly. And I wanted to ask you too, you know, because I've interviewed a lot of artists from uh, Halifax, and obviously yeah. that's got it, you know, quite the music scene out there. Um, how would you rank New Brunswick scene versus Halifax? And are you guys all sort of friendly with each other, or is there a, like a healthy competition between the two places? Uh, I think everyone's pretty friendly with each other because you kind of have to be. It's such a small market, and it, it wouldn't really make sense. But obviously, everyone has their own ambitions and is competitive with themselves and with other bands. But I don't think it ever kind of bleeds over into how it affects the relationships. Um, but New Brunswick has the most diverse sounds. Not sound, but sounds. Uh, it's very hard to say, like, what is the sound of New Brunswick? Because every city has however many bands, and none of them sound alike. Every, every once in a while, you'll find a few in like particular towns, like a college town or something, where you'll find a few bands that sound alike. But we we rarely play with a band that's in the same genre as us. Has there ever been a thought that you and the guys would have to move to Toronto? Because it seems like everybody moves to Toronto to continue yeah. their music. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We we have we have banded around the idea because I mean that's where the music industry really kind of is in actuality. But now there's like the online presence so you're kind of everywhere at once but the actual people in the industry that make up the music industry are in toronto right now yeah so that seems i, to be I see why bands would go because you have a you're you're closely connected to them that way but they can still watch you online right like yeah. we have people that we know in toronto that you know they're, they're paying attention to us and they're you know however many thousands of miles away how would you characterize your sound? Like, like what's because, like, I know in the in the press release uh, I got about you guys. Obviously, it says you know alternative rock band. Yeah. Is that how you guys view yourselves? 
I think it's hard for any band to do that. I think the music usually has a bit of an uplifting feeling, but it's not trite or anything. It's not, uh, <laughs> even, even when we have like the darker subject matter, there's still a, a an anthemic vibe to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anthemic alternative rock. It's hard to explain. A lot of people say, Oh, when I heard it, it reminded me of the police and, in the like late seventies, like we worked with a producer who worked with a lot of like seventies bands and eighties bands back when he worked at Le studio in Montreal, very famous studio. And he's like, Oh, he's like the first time I heard you, he's like, it reminded me of when I heard the police or some people say when they heard the killers for the first time, but it's not really like that. Yeah. So that's kind of the closest, but the feeling you get from those bands, I guess is what it would be. That kind of new wave Brit rock feeling. That makes sense. And when you were growing up, Corey, who influenced you the most musically? Like as as you, not the, not the band. Uh, Oasis, I would say, and the Beatles. Okay. And, and Led Zeppelin, obviously, and all the typical ones. Okay, cool. Joining us on the Kelly Alexander Show show is uh, Corey, lead singer of the uh, New Brunswick-based band FM Berlin. You can uh, follow them and learn all about them by jumping onto their social media at uh, FM Berlin Music. Corey, talk to us about your uh, new single or your latest single called Ransom. Uh, was it like challenging to write? Did you have the idea for a while? You know, let us know about the song. Yeah, that song was a bit of a hard one. It took a few years actually to write it from the start to the end. I had it and I had it in my head for years and uh, I ended up uh, applying for a songhouse, uh, SoCan songhouse workshop with Ralph Murphy. And in that workshop, he had us bring in songs that weren't completed. And I brought that one and it really was really raw. Everyone else had songs that I thought were completed. (laughs) I had a lot of work to do on that song in two days. And, uh, anyway, I was able to, uh, after, like, after learning all of his like theories and kind of approaches to how he writes songs, I was able to finish Ransom. And that's the final product that you hear now when it comes to the writing for the band do you do all of it like solo and then uh, no, the band no, no. It, it's glenn and i okay like okay. sometimes I'll, I'll write a song on a guitar and i'll bring it in and then we'll work on it together sometimes or he'll take it home and work on the music and then bring it back in and then we'll kind of hash it out from there and sometimes he'll bring in a piece of music without any lyrics or anything or any melodies and it'll just have like a couple like maybe six or seven sections of music that kind of run in together and i'll just sing on it, whatever I come up with at the time, and then he'll take it back. And sometimes it will be like, oh, yeah, that's the chorus, or that's a that's a verse and a chorus. And every once in a while, he'll just take it home and cut it up and move it around and start piecing it together that way. So and, the musical start first sometimes. And when you guys are in the studio, do you find that you bang things out fairly quickly, or does it take, like, like how yeah, like how long does it take for you, or is it always different? <laughs> like, does it depend? It seems like it takes forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so every once in a while you'll get something that if we start it, this is what I find, if we start it from scratch together in the studio and just say, okay, let's just write a song right now, like a writing session, and we'll start tracking it as we go, we can usually bang something up pretty quick. And it's like, oh, that feels really good. But the other way where we start, you know, moving parts around, it takes a little while for it to settle into for us to figure out what it's trying to do, I guess. And when it comes to songs too, do you find that, uh, let's say you have a song, let's say like like Ransom, where you, you said that you you actually worked on it for a couple of years. Is, does there come a point where yeah. you're like, this is not working, I need to like turf this? Because I remember reading or, or hearing an interview yeah. with Elton John a few years ago, and he's like, if I can't write it in 10 minutes, I'm over it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I could see someone getting to that point okay. eventually. 
where it's like, okay, I know I can write a good one, so I'm just moving on. But there's something about when you first write a song and there's like this seed of hope in the song, you kind of know where it wants, you kind of can see where it's going to go. It's just getting there sometimes. It's like, oh man, you have to do a couple of U-turns and then go back. And every once in a while, one of us will be like, all right, I'm done with this song now. But then the other one will come up with a new idea for the song and it's and it re <laughs> reinvigorates us to go at it again. That's Especially if there's like a, a part of it that's really good. Okay. Yeah. It's really hard to let that go. We just we just have to know like how to make it work, which it's really on us. Your uh, your recent album is at least you're having fun. Uh, explain the title and what do you want people to take away from it? Because I was like, is it a collection of thong songs? Is it theme thematic? Like, yeah, it's kind of like a tongue in cheek thing. Well, at least you're having fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I uh, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Sometimes if you're not paying attention really closely, you you think you're having a great time, but Really, if you paid attention closely, you'd realize there's a lot of extra stuff, extra layers that you're not noticing. They can relate it to songwriting or to anything, mm-hmm. really. When it comes to touring for you guys, I'm not sure how often you've been across Canada or whatnot. I know a lot of bands obviously make the trip several times. What's your take yeah. on being a band in Canada, you know, in, oh, in this day and age? You're asking all the good questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the questions that I've always wanted to answer, actually. Good. Um, yeah, it's hard. I think over time it just becomes, because there's so much, there's there's such a large distance between cities in Canada that it becomes more about the van and the dynamic of the van, which can be super daunting. So you have to almost figure out how to make that work. Because you're four people in a van together for however many hours a day, and you're tired, and you played the night before, and you didn't get enough sleep, and you're not eating correctly. So it builds up. You have, you do have to find time to like be by yourself, I think, and uh, decompress. Yeah. I remember talking not long ago to um, Matt from Mariana's trench and he yeah. was talking. Now I realize that they uh, are traveling, I suppose on a bigger bus than, than some of their bands, but you know, they're still yeah. a hardworking Canadian band and they're still doing all the stops like all across the country. And I he, me- yeah. yeah. And, he, and he mentioned that for him, uh, he tries to go for a run in every single city, or at least he, you know, he really tries to get out there and, and go for a run. Yeah. Um, and that's important yeah. to keep a sort of head on straight. So do you guys, like like you said, and I've talked to two, like I've, I've had uh, Classified on the show before, you know, Rapper Classified, and we've talked yep. about how like when he's out too, you know, they, they start off with the best of intentions, like we're going to eat at Subway <laughs> and we're not going to the... It's the, so the, intense that you have to start off with good, like you start off with like rules where you're like, I'm just going to eat good. I'm just, because it, cause you know where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> And it's traumatizing, yeah. and you don't want to go there. Yeah, but it just has its way with you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find too, Corey, <laughs> that like try. as the lead singer? Because yeah, I'm just wondering, like, yep. you, like protecting your voice. Do you do you have yep. a plan? Like, what do you do? I try to get as much sleep as I can. Which on tour, for some reason, I can't really get a lot of sleep. But uh, I do do a warm up before I sing, and uh, it hasn't really been an issue. Like, I haven't had knock on wood many issues with it live i'm able to always kind of just pull it up like just seems to work luckily but i do do the warm-ups and sometimes i do cool downs as well because it's just yeah you're always tired so you have to think like your body's your instrument but it's really tired and it's on its last legs and you have to perform as you know to the best of your ability so you have to kind of be really focused which also takes its takes its toll i guess hanging out with us have a day off here and there oh yeah i'm sure oh my goodness (laughs) recuperate 
Joining us on the uh, on the Kelly Alexander Show is Corey, lead singer of the um, alternative rock band FM Berlin, based in New Brunswick. And you can check them out on their social media at FM Berlin Music. Talk to us, Corey, about being not only an artist and part of a band, but also you guys are businessmen. And I think that oh. doesn't always get you know brought to the attention that as a, as a working Canadian band, you know, you guys have to do that. You can't just be like, oh, I'm the artist. I'm going to sit in the back and not make any decisions. Yeah, that's how everyone wants it to be. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that nothing happens if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really tough. I mean, the business, just the social media side of it, especially if it's not something that comes natural to you. Like mm-hmm. a, yeah. a lot of artists are introverts, so they don't really like to put themselves out there unless it's with their music. That's how they kind of put themselves out there is through the music, and all of a sudden you, you have to do more than that. It's not just about the music. You have to put yourself out there. So it's really tough, I find. For, do you guys, uh, do you switch it up like where somebody's handling, let's say, Instagram or, you know what I mean? Like, do you each have like a, a, a point of interest that you're like, okay, dude's going to take care of this and I'll take care of that? I Well, we do, but not, with the social media, I, t- I usually do most of it. Okay. Yeah. It's always lead I, singer, I Corey. <laughs> it's always yeah, it is, lead right? singer. <laughs> it's like, ah. <laughs> but I don't mind. Like, in, in, in a way, it's like, okay, it's good for me to do. It's something. Sometimes doing the thing you don't want to do is actually the best thing. <laughs> right. It's true. It pushes and, you, right? And it's, do you find, Corey, that you have an extra pressure on you because you're the front man? Like, that you're out in front? Like, is there is there an added burden, do you find? Or do you just feel like, no, I'm part of this band and, and this just happens to be my role? I think more of the latter, but... I only think that because I've done it for such a long time with this band that it's natural, I guess, to have that feeling. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's like, yeah, I just feel like what a part of the band because it, everything has to be working, right, in a in, in concert with each other. But at the same time, I'm putting myself out there. So there are certain things that I worry about that the other guys in the band probably don't. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just I'm used to it. Okay. And uh, with regards to the upcoming tour, what do you want people to know about it? Like, you know, if they're going to manage to get out there and, and, and see, what do you want them to know that they can expect or what's coming? Or? Well, just to come in and have a good time. Like, we like to have a good time. We like to have the crowd singing along with us. We have a lot of that crowd participation. Just because we're locked in a van for however many hours, we're basically in a cage. And then we're let loose on the world. So we're going to have as much fun as we can while we can. Perfect. And uh, bef- shows. before yeah. I let you go, do, are there any sort of specific plans that you guys have for the next, you know, six months to a year? Like, do you guys set goals for yourselves? Yeah, we usually use like a six month kind of, not really a calendar, but like kind of a, a plan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But there's calendars involved. <laughs> I love <laughs> <We're>, calendars. <laughs> I have to, Corey, I have to-do lists every day that I, that I write, so uh, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't been, believe it. I'm I know, like, right? uh, if I would have known when I picked up the guitar what this meant, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to get a business degree. Exactly. Yeah, people don't, and that's actually, and, and yeah, I would ask you this too uh, before I let you go. What What would you say to an up and coming band? You know, in the current climate, like, what do you want them to know, like, that they're getting into? Yeah, it's it's a serious business. It, it, there's fun, but <clears throat> it's like any business in a way, except you get to perform. So you have to. Uh, dedicate yourself to it fully or it won't it's basically like the the power of momentum if you're not totally dedicated towards it everything goes backwards if you put all of your energy into it you can move the needle a little bit forward each time but if you stop it goes back really quick right yeah (laughs) so you have to be on top of everything the business side the artistic side everything Awesome. Uh, Corey, it's been so great to have you on the show. You're welcome back anytime and best of luck with uh, obviously the new song and, and continuing to head out there and tour. Thanks, Kelly.
That is Corey Hache again, lead singer of the New Brunswick-based band uh, FM Berlin. Follow them on all of their social media at FM Berlin Music. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the program this week. We always appreciate it, and we want to give a shout-out to our guests, Crowns and FM Berlin. My thanks as well going out to our super producer, Adam Briesel. And don't forget that you can subscribe to our newsletter, tinyletter.com slash Show. Have an amazing week. You and I will chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.